welcome to this week's episode of Let's Chat with Curry Terrell, the podcast. This week we're going to talk about Halloween, Making a Murderer, Dancing Queen, and The Haunting of Hill House. We just redid it and say Twilight. And Twilight. <laughs> and A Star is Born. With me as always is my wonderful co-host, Adrian Gomez. What's up? How are you? How are you doing? How are you doing? Uh, great. <laughs> Today, when I was at Universal, we were really close to that Mr. Pinky's like building, yeah. and I just that kept going in my head all day. Nikki Blonsky. Nikki Blonsky. How are you doing? That's so sad. Oh, I really want to book one just to see what she does. How much is it? Hers are like five dollars. No, I'm gonna have her do it free for Thanksgiving. Oh, perfect. Happy Thanksgiving. How are you doing? I'm going to tell you, can you listen to your old Cameo? If y'all don't know, there's this app, or it's a, like a website, it's called Cameo, and you can pay like 20, it's like 20 to like 50, 50 bucks. bucks to have celebrities, in quotes, send greetings to people. Like yeah. birthday greetings. Like a personalized message. One of them was like, you been going through a rough patch or like a breakup like just like little personal things it's a lot of like reality show people but nikki blonsky who was in hairspray does them and it's like famous online and they've like blown up on twitter because they mail it to you and you like have it forever so like you could post it do whatever and on the website you can go see like the past ones they've Mm -hmm. done which i love some samples all the housewives just look sloshed yeah they're all like, hey, it's me, Ramona. It's like, oh my god. That poor <laughs> woman. Just laying in bed. Recording cameos for people. Should exactly. we start selling cameos? Yeah. We should. I don't think anybody would buy one. <laughs> I don't even like FaceTiming. Talk here. Where am I talking? There. Hello. Um, What's up? Anything else we want to talk about? We saw Twilight today. That is the first order of business. Twilight came out 10 years ago, which is so scary to think about. A, that we're still talking about it 10 years later. B, I was in college, so that means, like, I'm actually old. What grade were you in college? In 2008. I went with Jonathan Johnson. So it had to be at least second half of freshman year. I think it was sophomore year. I was a freshman. Of high school? High school. Oof. <laughs> Patrick, what year were you in school? Uh, a sophomore. sophomore. Dang, I'm old. <laughs> okay, well. It was so good. You all, I mean, you guys hated it. Every, I don't know. Everybody that knows me knows that I love that movie. I didn't hate it. I can appreciate it for what it was. I didn't go, I mean, it's... Which is garbage in your eyes. Yeah, but I like garbage. I watch Dance Moms. I don't think it's garbage. Adrian, (laughs) look at me in the eyes. You do not sit through that and think this is as good as... Name any good movie ever made. No, of course not. But I do not think it's the worst movie ever made. Oh, no. You have said that The worst movie ever made is The Kid with Bruce Willis. That movie is just trash. (laughs) <laughs> I sit through this movie and think this is warming my heart and puts tears in my eyes. You don't have that. Kind I of look reaction. at it as the same thing. I watch like some like f- something on Freeform. I mean, it reruns on Freeform, and that makes sense. I love it. I went to see all of them except for the last one. 
And that's just because I was poor at the time. <laughs> I saw this movie 12 times in theaters. Now this is 13. So now we have to see A Star Is Born that many times. I mean, we're on the fast You're track. on time number. It would be my fifth. Fourth or fifth time. Yeah. I got to get to it. I probably need to take... I want to take, like, a little bit of a break. You just got to see it once a week, and then you're fine. Yeah. You're right. I haven't used any of my things yet. Maybe tomorrow. Who knows? The sky's the limit. Is that all right? (laughs) I've listened to that soundtrack literally a hundred times at this point. It's great. It is so good. Okay. The first thing we're going to talk about is Halloween. The Halloween is a remake or a reboot slash sequel to Halloween the original. Right. They skip. They like pretended all the other sequels didn't exist, and this is a direct sequel to the original with Jamie Lee Curtis, produced by Jamie Lee Curtis and John Carpenter, who made the first one. Right. <sighs> what do you think? I thought it was kind of dumb. I think, okay, first of all, I enjoyed it for what it was. I, like, I didn't, I went into it with low expectations because I'm not an idiot. What bothers me, and I, like, this is where it's hard. Sometimes it's hard. We know so much about, like, we look at all the articles and we read Hollywood Reporter all day. And sometimes you go into movies and there's, like, so much of that seeped in that, like, I go in with this whole other layer of, like, pressure. Yeah. Um... It got really good reviews. Everybody's mm-hmm. it went to film festivals. Like mm-hmm. they've been promoting it in a very different way. So, but at the same time, from the trailer, I sort of thought this is just going to be another Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. So, on that level, I wasn't disappointed at all. It was scary when it needed to be. Yeah. All the murders were very fun. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing to have Jamie Lee Curtis back in that kind of movie. And I thought she was great. Yeah. Minus the wig. But that's not her fault. But no. the wig was bad. It, it is not any better than any other scary movie. It's not, like, well written in a different way. It's not interesting in a different way. It just is a normal level scary movie. Yeah. That Danny McBride wrote, which you can totally tell. Oh, yeah. I, I was, again, I was reading this thing today or yesterday about how um, they tried to write it completely serious with no humor. And I was like, really? Because, like, the whole part about the sandwiches. You know, I mean, there was a lot of, like, punches in it that were very his level of humor. The kid cutting his toenails. Exactly. Which, which they rewrote hilarious. the kid. They added some when they got that kid in the role, he, they said, because he was so good. Amazing. But where'd he go? Right. <laughs> I thought we couldn't follow back up with him. Um, yeah. it. Uh, like I said, Jamie Lee Curtis was great. Judy Greer was her daughter. They had never met before the day of filming. Yeah. I would be my guess because they had about the chemistry of you and... Rob, like it just you were they were not related in any way, and the same with the granddaughter. They just they didn't feel like there was any sort of connection, connection, which is fine for the purposes of this movie. I thought it was fine. I liked it. I, I think the opening sequence and scene threw me off. You know, I didn't love that. Yeah. Also, I will say this: most of the scary parts are like the murders are in the trailer. Oh yeah. And I I wish they had not done that. Right. 
But that's okay. Yeah, exactly. It it's hard because most that like genre of scary movie doesn't really exist anymore. Like right. the classic like slasher. Right. And I think that's what people sort of grabbed onto as far as critics and stuff go because like we have now we have so many like the nun and mm-hmm. like supernatural exactly where there's yeah. like exactly it's all kooky and crazy it's right. like kooky katie kooky it's like all katie. nuts and this is like literally old school a man walks around with a knife right the best part of the movie honestly and what i think like what i wish they would have pushed for more is also in the trailer the part where he's just walking through the street mm-hmm. that is an interesting like you know what i mean because it's halloween so he could get away with a lot of that kind of stuff The ending, I just thought, was, like, so... It felt like a movie from the 70s. The last, like, five minutes, I was like, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could really never see it again and be okay. Oh, none of those movies I never need to see again. The first one, I think, is Oh, yeah, but that's... It's different, because it's original. Right. Um, They're going to make a sequel. Jamie Lee Curtis is not doing it anymore, though. How... He's dead. Well, I mean, I don't know if that's well. Spoiler alert. No, but I mean, you know, they've. I mean, he's died multiple times. Not also, technically. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's true. <laughs> You're right because it's supposed to be the the sequel. The they you know they sort of set it up with the granddaughter. You know, if they wanted to keep going with that. Also, they were saying today that if you look at one of the other Halloween sequels, they did one that didn't involve Michael Myers. It was just like an anthology about the actual holiday of Halloween with like a different like twist. So they're like, maybe they're going to reboot it in that way where it's like another take on how like, you know what I mean? Like another activity that happens on Halloween. No, thanks. Yeah. I think the cool part is they did it. Right. You know, it's not, the cool part isn't like, let's, everything, that's the problem is everything has to have, it's like, we can't just leave it. Like, Big Little Lies, for example. There doesn't really need to be another one. No. That being said, I'm ready. (laughs) I mean, Meryl. That was all I needed. Anything else to say? No, I didn't like it. (laughs) Like, at all? I mean, there was like five minutes of it I thought were kind of fun. But, I mean, I kept looking at Patrick like, this is kind of dumb. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Had the had the reviews and everything not been so heightened, would you have gone in with No. Yeah. I'm you're better than me. I go in, I'm like, oh, this should be amazing. It's not. Mm-mm. Like I always, when I went and saw the Stepford Wives. I was I, like, this is gonna be the best movie ever. That's how you watched that in my English class in eighth grade. What? <laughs> the one with Nicole Kidman. I love it. Do you know the part in the movie when she turns the aisle and she's all dolled up? Yeah. It's the best moment in the history of film. I was in, like, in chills. Faith Hill, when she's a robot and she shorts out. I mean, that movie is good. Bette Midler, when she opens her boobs and she's got her refrigerator. Like, it's good. Next, we're going to talk about Making a Murderer. Making a Murderer came on, like, two years ago. Was that two years ago? Did I just You're kind of yelling. I'm sorry. Making a Murderer. I wish I had a library voice. Remember when we were at that wedding and everybody was talking really loud? A.K.A. PJ. Um, <laughs> Making a Murder is the truth. It's like a docuseries on Netflix. If you haven't heard of it, you weren't alive two years ago because they literally talked about it into the ground. Yeah. But then it sort of disappeared. <laughs> it did. People had really let it go. Netflix popped up two weeks ago, said it's back, and here we are. Making yes. a Murderer, take two. Yes. What I 
uh, I've only watched two episodes because I literally have had no time. This month, it feels like it just turned October. And we're already almost done. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? I no. cannot. No. Um, it, so this season is about, basically, it starts from when the first season was released. Where I think it will lose people is it is very, uh, like, meticulous. It is this, because they already have told the story, they have to basically fill ten episodes with them really overanalyzing everything. I don't like that. It's So it's a new lawyer who is, like, tasked to Stephen Avery. What's sad about the whole situation is that, remember he has that weird girlfriend that, like, mm-hmm. he, I don't mean to call her weird, but, like, the girlfriend he met, like, while he was in prison. Yeah. She had been writing to this woman for years. The new lawyer. And Stephen Avery had been writing to this woman for years because she had won these, like, post-conviction cases on TV to no response. Nothing. And right when the show came out and blew up, she was like, oh, hey. And, I mean, if she gets him off, great. That's amazing. It worked out. But that was a little, like... Capitalizing on it. Yeah, she didn't show up. And then when they go in her office, she has all these, like every piece of media about it, like, framed on her wall. I was like, oh, you're just trying to be famous. But, I mean, she's doing it. She's working on it. So, I mean, how upset can he be? I mean, this is the definition of another show that doesn't need a sequel. No, totally not. I think this could have used, uh, like, a wrap-up. Like, two episodes to follow up. Homeboy got released and then got unreleased, basically. Remember Brandon Dassey? Mm-hmm. That is worthy of, like, 20 minutes of television. Mm-hmm. It could have used, like, an hour catch-up. And then if something else happens in five years, make another hour catch-up. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I understand because people are so into it. Again, the saddest part of it is the woman actually did die mm-hmm. and, like, was murdered. So, there's a point where it's, like, it gets icky if you just keep, like, trying to free these people. And they go into it a little bit. Mm. I mean, it's icky for people who think that he did it. It's not icky for people who think that he's innocent. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, exactly. And the most interesting thing so far that I've seen is that at the very beginning, they sort of, you know how when it came out, they were like, oh, well, they left out A, B, and C that really were what incriminated him. They bring that up, of course, in the first episode, which that to me is what honestly the only thing I was like, oh, I will. I am curious to see how they handle that. And they address one of the things Mm -hmm. while showing news articles of them listing things. And then they debunk that one thing. And I was like, right. But what about all the other things? Yeah. So it's still, you know, they're pitching a narrative. Exactly. Which I mean, I guess that's just documentaries in general. They're always going to be doing that. Exactly. I'm going to watch every episode. And if it comes back in two years, I'll watch it again. Yeah. I really enjoyed the first one. And I think just the characters in this ridiculous story are interesting enough. Mm -hmm. But it is sad. Uh, Everything about it is sad. Like, from every angle. Agreed. You think he did it? Um, Yes, but in the way that they presented from the TV show 
evidence, I don't think there was enough to say that he did. Exactly. You know and no mean? matter what, it's just like the staircase. I almost said the suitcase. Yeah. The staircase. And no matter how you, whatever happens, if he did it or didn't, there were things that were done really wrong. Right. Like a lot of people should be fired. Right. Okay. I'll be watching. Next, we're going to talk about Dancing Queen. She thinks she the queen, and we the sorry, sorry people. people. Dancing Queen is a show on Netflix. <laughs> this is just an advertisement for Netflix, this whole episode. Dancing Queen is a show on Netflix starring Alyssa Edwards. Miss Alyssa Edwards. Make the noise. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> it's sort of like Dance Moms. I mean, it is Dance Moms. In the And it stars Alyssa Edwards, who is a very famous drag queen from RuPaul's Drag Race. If you don't know what that, if you don't know who that is. Right. I told my mom, I said, have you heard of Dancing Queen? It's got that girl, Alyssa Edwards. And she said, oh, I've heard of her. I was like, no, you have not. She is such a liar. I know you're listening. You lied. Um, (laughs) She, anyway, I was like, you should watch it. She won't watch it. She'll be like, oh, I don't know. (gasps) Oh, my God. Oh, what was that? Who was that? Ollie? Ollie. Idiot. Uh, Be nice. He's a little (laughs) crookaloo. Um, it's, so it's about a dance troupe in, where are they? Texas. Mesquite. Texas. Mesquite, Texas. Which Amen. just makes me think of Mesquite barbecue potato chips. <laughs> That's the same thing. It is? No, I don't know. Oh. Um, and he runs his dance studio. What's interesting, he's a drag queen, so he goes in the show by Justin and Alyssa. And he's half made up, half made down. Yeah. And they go to dance competitions, he casts an elite team, and... Here's what I'll say about it. Uh, so I've watched three episodes. How many? Did you watch the whole thing? No. Are I you? watched maybe like four or five. It came on at the right time. Because RuPaul is off. Dance Moms is off. Queer Eye is off. So it's like all the people that like genre of like, like uh, that would like that. You know what I mean? It fills the void for basically a lot of shows that it's similar to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean... You don't think? I don't I, think the fans of RuPaul's Drag Race are watching Dance Moms. No, but I'm saying, like, that audience also. Maybe. I was telling my mom, if this had come on in a, diff- in a different world, I think they that Lifetime should have just put this on as Dance Moms. While there was nothing else on. Why not? It's easy. It already is pre-packaged, basically. Yeah. Him alone is a show. He is so funny. Oh, yeah. And he really knows, which he's been doing those videos for years, how to keep it moving. You know what I mean? Very true. There's never a gap. All the jokes are coming the whole time. Mm -hmm. And he's also very serious without it being annoying. Right. Because that's what I never liked about, or one of the things I, that I didn't like about Dance Moms is they got so serious. And sometimes I was like, okay, but like there needs to be some sort of like... Fun. Yeah. It got <laughs> way too heavy. I mean, now it's like unreal how heavy. But anyway, it's a good time. If you haven't watched it, I still do wonder, will it, like, can those queens from RuPaul do things after RuPaul? First of all, queens. <laughs> The drag queens from RuPaul. <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, not all of them. It's just weird. It's like it, that show like made it really mainstream. Right. But did, where do they go from there? Right. There's not really, to me, a marketplace for drag queens working professionally. Yeah. On, on like TV, I don't think. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Other it's than like, Star is Born. Right. They're going to continue doing bar shows and concerts or whatever they have to do. Mm-hmm. I don't really think they're going to have like a TV show about them. I like know I've said to you. TV show. Oh, yeah, no. You know? I've said to you a thousand times, but I still agree. They need to come out, especially since it's on, on VH1, with like a surreal life. Yes. Where they all just live in a house and they say the most like Tumblr ready quips that they can think of and they fight mm-hmm. and they yell at each other and they just live in a house for like a week and it's a you know like jersey shore genius i don't i've, ne- I've never understood how they haven't figured out how to like because that's what that that's exactly what all stars is people aren't watching it to watch them compete they're watching it to see them fight with each other mm-hmm. and like say funny stuff yeah i think really they can only exist on reality tv yeah totally Okay. Um, finally, we're going to talk very briefly because I've only watched two episodes and I don't know enough to really get that deep into it. Haunting, the Haunting of Hill House, which is Netflix's newest series. It's about siblings that live in a house. They all go back to it and they're basically facing all these boogeymen that were there <laughs> and are in their mind. And Right. Do you believe in the boogeyman? This really is sponsored by Netflix. Literally. Should we get them to... What if we just went to an ad, like a pre-recorded <laughs> ad for Netflix? <laughs> um, how, did you watch it at all? Mm-hmm. Did you like it? Loved. It actually is very good. That's scary. It is. All I kept thinking was, this is what American Horror Story wishes it was. Oh, yeah. Have you watched any of the new American Horror Story? Just the first episode. Was it good? Mm, kind of. I mean, kind of corny. But kind of good. It, it was good. <laughs> is Billy Eigner on there again? I think so. I think. Not yet, maybe, but I think he's going to be. I really just want to see Connie Britton, even if that means just watching the scene that she's in. Yeah. Um, it has a lot of people that you recognize that I don't know any of their names. Timothy Hutton is the only one I can think of. The mom from Twilight. Elizabeth. The mom from Twilight. Huh? Elizabeth Reeser. I have no clue who that is. That's the mom from Twilight. Oh. Elizabeth Reeser. The guy from... Uh, Nashville, who is also on Game of Thrones. Yes. And showed his butt. <coughs> and another, that other woman I recognize, but I don't know who she is. The sister? Yes. She's in everything as, like, the wife who's mad. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what a description. Oh. Anyway, it's actually scary. Oh, yeah. And very creepy. Mm-hmm. What I thought was interesting, they were saying that a lot of people were saying they were vomiting. They always say that about everything scary. I was reading the Blair Witch Project trivia. Mm-hmm. Want to hear one? Mm-hmm. Okay, you know the part in the woods where they where she runs out and she's like, "What is that? What is that?" Apparently, you're supposed to in the distance see the Blair Witch walking at the camera, but they were running so fast they never panned over to it. So there, off to the side of them filming, was somebody in a mask and a long white dress. That we were supposed to see in the movie, but they were just doing so much they never panned over to it. That's scary. <gasps> That's even scarier to know that it existed and we didn't see it. I'm obsessed with that movie. I have the VHS right there. It looks, like, I mean, there's like a, it's like a missing person VHS. I'm obsessed. It looks so cool. <laughs> it's the best movie ever made. Um, but anyway. Oh, they. Were, but I was reading the thing, and they were saying all these people were vomiting from that. They always say that. I've never felt the need to throw up from something being scary. Like a vi- like a movie. Yeah. The Descent. Ugh. 
movie was so gross. It was just, ugh. It made me want to shower. <laughs> it, I almost vomited at the top of the um, Universal City Walk. I think just the cold air hit me, and I was like, <laughs> gag into the mic. <laughs> oh yeah but i know that cold it will make me gag oh i was like because we come from inside where it's hot and mm-hmm. then oh yeah i had to pee so bad in the movie i was like i need to not have clothes on i don't know why those are related but they are anyway if you're looking for something scary to watch especially during the halloween season mm-hmm. this is a good thing to watch and free if you have netflix or you're using somebody else's aka me <laughs> Sorry. Um, our question of the week comes from Brent. He said, what's your biggest pet peeve? I will tell you right now. Okay. People who shake their popcorn in the middle of a movie. Robin. Or do anything. If, if you are opening a package of candy or doing something that creates noise, you should literally just maybe not ever go to a movie theater. Then again, today, I dropped my keys in the middle of the movie. So, I mean, it happens, but, like, not intentionally. Yeah, that's... If you're intentionally doing something that will make noise, just yeah. don't go. I really don't like talking. I yelled during the stars when I told you. Yeah. During La Vie and Rose, I could hear the people talking over the singing. Yeah. That's bad. I was like, yeah, okay, y'all gonna be quiet now. Yeah. But the popcorn specifically. Yeah, that's bad. My... Here's two. Number one, when people don't let you off, the when people come off the elevator, what am I saying? When people try to go onto the elevator before, before you've come off. Right. That is like a one day one parenting lesson. Right. You let people come off the elevator and then you get on. Right. You let people get off the bus and then you get on. Right. And every single day <laughs> I go to work, people get on the elevator before I'm off or vice versa. And I'm like, y'all. <laughs> number two people who pass me on the escalator that may be my biggest pet peeve when people are like excuse me and they try to go up they like run up the escalator or down the escalator where do you need to be right this isn't home alone that only exists really in my mind in new york city where people understand that if you're not moving you go to the right yeah here in california i mean there's there's no right or left you just stand and you let it go yeah so i understand that i cannot stand excuse me and then i see him like two feet in front of me i'm like really you need to get right there mm-hmm. people who honk when the light turns green that drives me nuts <laughs> as soon as like literally it's like green honk! it's like really really I look at the sound thank you so much for that question brent if you have a question you can email us at let's chat with curry at gmail.com now your song of the week i'm doing it Hair, body, face. No. Oh. <laughs> La Vie and Rose by Lady Gaga. Des yeux qui font baiser les miens En rire qui se perdent sous sa blouche Voilà le portrait sans rétouche De le maquillage Take a good 
Okay. First of all, if you want to know when in life she decided I'm going to be the greatest singer of all time, this is it. Oh, yeah. It's, I almost want to play the whole song. <laughs> I mean, I li- I've listened to it a thousand times. <laughs> Especially as uh, she says, would anybody like some French tips? <laughs> Man, that's so good. If you haven't seen A Star Is Born, you can literally turn this off and just delete me. Unfollow me. Unsubscribe. <laughs> My song of the week, When the Party's Over by Billie Eilish. Some like oh I know who it is yeah I was about to say they've like t- tested her on the radio but just nothing has really broke out yet mm-hmm. but this song is good and weird and slow and like it makes me want to fall asleep in a good way oh yeah I like that this week you are looking forward to Suspiria yeah. but Patrick and I were talking about the reviews. Again, we always read all these. Does it have good things. reviews? Mediocre. See, but movies like that, I don't. It doesn't matter because that's all about. It's going to be so kooky and like out there. I've used kooky twice in this podcast. <laughs> it's going to be so strange that like that kind of. You know what I mean? It's not. Who cares? It. That's not real. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, I am looking forward to that. Maybe I don't know the old one though. I'm nervous for that. Yeah. And I open that day and I'm going to see Josh Groban and then I'm going to the movie. That's going to be a day. You're so That's the job. (laughs) Who am I? Um, This week I'm looking forward to Sabrina. On what? On Netflix. (laughs) Um, We talked about this the other day, but it is really out of control. Every week something comes out. I know. I, like, who has the time? Seemingly you, because you're watching all of it. But I've only watched, like, two episodes. And you're, I'm still trying to watch The Real Housewives of Orange County. Yeah. Brooks lied about having cancer. That was the biggest news of my whole week. I was literally shaking in my apartment watching that. Okay. <laughs> I'm not kidding, sadly. And finally, your goober of the week. I had it, but I don't remember now. Maybe it was Lena Dunham. Why? I think it's kind of pathetic to defend your show to that end. When people are talking crap about it, just let it happen. Did we talk about camping? Did you watch it? Yeah. We'll talk about it next time. Okay. Remind me to punch it in here. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's kind of desperate. 
it makes me sad. And she's also sick. You know what I mean? So to, to think that she's sick and like having to defend her show. Yeah. And then her other company shut down. Like that's sad. Yeah. Been a rough few weeks for her. I have a feeling it. she's really going to like go away. Yeah. And then come back and be fine. Maybe. I hope so. I love her. I really like Lena Dunham. We're like the only two people on the planet. That's not true. She still has millions of followers. Most people hate her. That's fine. (laughs) I don't care. Most people hate us. Most people hate Taylor Swift. That are our age. Every time I bring her up at work, I was like, I hate her. I'm like, I don't know what y'all talking about. I didn't like that one CD, but don't get me wrong. I love Taylor. (laughs) Like, let's just chill out with the hate. That being said, ooh, look what you made me do. That song is a bop. It's good. But, like, the rest of it, but that song, <laughs> she's dead. <laughs> Why? Oh, she's dead. Also, my friend was in her Instagram story where she was putting all the people that voted. A girl I went to high school with, Melissa Hecht. I sent her brother a Christmas card every year. I don't know why I felt the need to just say that, but hi, Ryan. He listens? I don't know. I think so. Ryan, this is the test. Who's your goober? Mariah Carey. Listen. Dear Mariah Carey, you're three songs into this whatever mess of a CD you're about to put out. She's putting out a song a week right now. Mm-hmm. Zero out of 100 would what I would rank all three of them. I just don't get when people... It's like Madonna. Yeah. When you are a certain level... She can work with any artist, any writer, any producer, and no one is going to tell Mariah Carey no, except for maybe Nicki Minaj. Mm -hmm. And at this point, she'd probably say yes. She could use a check. But, like, everybody is going to say yes to Mariah Carey. You don't need to be putting out bad music. It just doesn't make sense. You can call anybody you want. Call Cardi B. Like, whoever is making the most easy, cheap, current pop music in the world. Call them and say, make a good song for me. It just... Ugh. She'll never have another moment, I don't think. Oh, I don't... When she made Glitter and walked down TRL, everybody said she was done then, but she did We Belong Together. <laughs> My voice is dry. I'd sound better another time. I hope she comes back. And I don't think And at the will. end of the day, I just want Mariah Carey to rest. Yeah. Because she is... Mar- like, no matter what you do... She's tired. Yes, but she is Mariah. She did sing... Um, it just escaped my mind. <laughs> what is the song of Boys Meant? One Sweet Day, the greatest song of all time. It was number one for 10 weeks on Billboard. What'd you do? Nothing. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Let's Chat with Curry Terrell, the podcast. If you like what you heard, and we know you did, hit the subscribe button. Want more? Watch our videos at youtube.com slash C slash Curry Terrell. Follow us on Instagram at Curry Terrell and at Adrian J. Gomez. Follow us on Twitter at Curry Terrell and at Yo, Adrian J. Gomez. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash let's chat with Curry. Have a question for us? Email us at let's chat with Curry at gmail.com. See you next week. Bye, y'all.